It's time to let you in on a little secret. Actually, lots of secrets. We're talking strategy and most importantly, return on your investment for your podcast. Welcome to Branded Podcast Secrets. All right, welcome to another episode of Branded Podcast Secrets. I'm your host, Erin Greger. Today, I have another special guest, Jasmine Brand. Jasmine, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like the name of this 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 show is perfect for me to be on here, right? Oh, oh no. I know you've got a lot of secrets to share, but we're not going to get into all of them today. But uh, And Jazz, okay, so let me do an intro. Jasmine is the founder of Her Texas. She's the co-host of the Built in Texas podcast. It's a live show every Monday at 11 a.m. CST. But this is not your first go around with a podcast. You've had a ton of experience with podcasting. Yes. So Jasmine, I, I really appreciate your time you taking the time to be here today. And selfishly, I always want to catch up with you. And this is like the perfect way to catch up. <laughs> There's so much to talk about with Her Texas. I know this is a, a brand you're getting off the ground. I love the idea. Yes. So can you give you. the synopsis of, you need to tell the story behind Her Texas and what specifically you're doing to help women in this amazing state we live in. Yeah. So, and I think that's exactly the point is that I, I do believe Texas has so much promise and it is an amazing state as with all great things, though, there's challenges, right? So we've got our fair share, but I'm an entrepreneur. Um, and I have built several successful uh, businesses here in the state. I've also built some not so successful businesses, but, um, I had a leadership, I had an opportunity to serve in a leadership capacity in the, in the startup ecosystem here, uh, for two years. And it was both amazing, but also really, really challenging at the same time. Now, the amazing part was that I got to go around the state and I met so many incredible women, specifically female founders. Uh, they are my jam just because I'm part of that crew too. But uh, I met so many of them around the state and I'm slow as a turtle when it comes to email. Been that way. It's not going to change. I, I have 50 million tabs open right now. It's just an issue, a challenge. But uh, I was connecting women myself manually. And I was like, this is so slow. Like, I cannot be the person who's going to help this happen. Because I'd meet a woman in Houston who had a retail shop. And I'm like, oh, I just met a woman in Denton's doing the same thing you're doing. So I'd email connect them. Uh, because it's my belief that women, no matter where we're from or whatever stuff we've had to go through, whether our, from an ethnic perspective, age, even regional, if you're from a tiny town here in Texas or from a big town, that we all share some of the same stuff. And so I started looking around for solutions. This was probably about almost three years ago. I started looking for, there had to be some mechanism that was connecting us because the state, we've got uh, over 29 million people here. Interestingly enough, 50.6% of those are women. And so it's just a lot of people. And I mean, even just traveling to Houston, to me, you got to plan for that, right? Like, it's not even like, other other states, you can go through six different cities in an hour. Uh, it's just we just and even the the parts of the the state are different. You go to West Texas, it's like you're in a different world. You're like, where am I? So there had to be some connection points. So I started with our chambers, and I thought maybe the chambers have something. Not statewide, you know. We operate very city, regional focus. You know, we have a lot of East Coast, West Coast, like hip hop style stuff here. You're in Austin versus Dallas. You know, we have some competition here which is not necessarily a bad thing. But when it comes to like collaboration, it, it, we're not moving forward as a state. And I think this is a big part of it. Um, so there was no chambers. We have a lot of incredible organizations that are doing stuff for women, but very kind of separate. 
And when I started talking this idea of being connected, they were like, yes, I would love to connect with a nonprofit that's doing what we're doing in different cities. A, for donors, right? We all ask, they're all asking for money, so you can get a donor anywhere. But B, just the best practices, girl, what are you doing? How did you do that? It's really hard to start a business just in general. Um, and so um, I, in my leadership role, felt uh, empowered by the women I helped, but it was also kind of lonely too, because I was one of the very few. Uh, it was one other woman that was in a leadership role at the time. So I was like, I can't be the only one. And so when I left that role, I had a little bit of PTSD. It was very stressful uh, because there's still a lot of bro culture when it comes to startup and entrepreneurial space. We've got Texas is, is leading as far as women just starting companies, like killing it, but actually succeeding and staying around. It's not happening, specifically when it comes to founders of color, like black women starting businesses. I think we're like number two or three, maybe in the country here in Texas. But then that number starts to fall when it looks like uh, what's the success rate? How much revenue is actually coming in? Is she staying around after year three? That, no, we're not. And so you can create as many accelerators and programs and initiatives as you want. You can create as many mentorship programs as you want. But I know for myself personally, my business, my life has always moved forward because of the help and support of other women. Sometimes I didn't want the help, though, right, being very stubborn. But at the end of the day, though, I do believe you do have a group of women that totally believe in that hashtag, women supporting women. And I know I'm not the only one. And so that was where the, the impetus for her Texas was, was initially this idea of an organization that would start to connect us in a meaningful way. After time, I realized organization was almost too small for what we needed. And I'm actually thankful for COVID for that because I kind of was going to launch last uh, summer. Had this huge launch party, Beyonce thing, girl, everything. Uh, but thankfully, COVID was like, slow down, girl. You don't even have this budget for this. I didn't either, right? Uh, but I'm glad that happened because I was able to pause. And I was like, I'm thinking too small. Like, I need to be thinking way bigger and we really needed ecosystem change. So that's really what Her Texas is. We are the first ecosystem builder and connector powered by professional women here in the state. We are an organization, but the difference is, is that we're here to pour fuel and light fire into other organizations, people, anything that's moving Texas women forward, we're all about it. And I say this for men because my sister's always like, you're always just talking to women all the time. I was like, they are my safe space. I <laughs> But I know that my career wouldn't be where it is without the incredible men in my life, too. So if you're a man that's like, yeah, I want Texas women to kill it, we want you to be part of her Texas. So we're definitely an organization, but I would say organization like times 20. <laughs> no, and I so this is actually a true. So when I was doing the Entrepreneur Summit, we talk about city connecting. And I was, you know, when you're like, we got to connect cities or whatever. And, and like Houston, Austin, across the state, 100 percent. But it actually was easier, and this is easier for me to market to places outside of Dallas to get people to come to the event versus within yes. Dallas because it's yes. so city. Like, oh, I can't make that. I can't make that ten minute drive. Like, that's just that. No, it's too much traffic, and I feel like <laughs> we miss out on so much opportunity because we won't drive past six thirty five or whatever or connect and. I know it's easier said than done. It can be difficult, but I just think there's so much potential for this. I really, I'm like, eight. thank you so much for doing this. Cause I know there was just in Dallas alone and then Ugh. the other cities outside of there, you know what I mean? Totally. And I think it's this idea. It's kind of like if you're dating someone 
and you haven't had these conversations about like, I want to get married. I want to have children. Like sometimes the person hasn't even thought about it yet till you actually start having these dialogues. It's very similar to what's happening with that too. A lot of women are so busy hustling and grinding. A lot of men too, that you stop to think about like, Hey, I, sometimes things are right in front of you. Um, and so that's kind of where her text is, you know, we've softly launched, um, this month or actually May and we're quietly, now I'm going to plan a, a big party because I have to do that. I don't know when we're going to do it, but it, it has to happen. Uh, but, um, it, it's this thing of having the dialogue that it's like, you have lots of resources here. Sometimes we take for granted that because we got so much stuff happening here. And one of the interesting things when I was kind of planning her Texas and talking to women around the state, I met this really young lady. She, she reminded me of me because she, she's a hardcore professional stalker. Cause that's what I did in the beginning of my career. I had no network, no money. I just stalked people and gave them all kinds of compliments and she did it for me. So it worked. <laughs> she's talking. I was like, who? she's like, um, can we, can I schedule some time with you? And she didn't use the phrase, pick my brain. So I was cool with it. Cause you know, that brain, that phrase for me is trigger. It triggers me. And like, that's a whole other separate. I can't even, I, that phrase, I don't know what it does for me. Right. But she was like, and then I looked at her link and she had, she's got a, she's got, um, I think she has a podcast or something online show or something where she's got, she's got, um, it looked really cool. And she's been building a following. She's from Stamford, Texas, which is a small town near Denton. And I was like, how are you doing this? And she goes, we don't have women like you here. We also don't have events. People don't do things like this here. So she goes during COVID, I've used this opportunity to really uh, attend events all around the state, around the country, connect with people. People seem to be more open. So in one instance that, that COVID was really a blessing for her, Texas, because our whole like vibe is connectivity. And now people are, you know, before we're like, uh, I almost used the cuss word, H-E-L-W, -H like you stick to Zoom, right? Now they're like, oh, okay, I'll do a Zoom with you. It's different. Same conversation. You know that there's women resources for you that you could connect or woman in Austin, there's an event in Dallas, the summit that you should attend. Like that's not something we think about. We just always think outward. And it's like, no, we have everything we need to be successful, but it's kind of like, I consider myself to be kind of a matchmaker, not with relationships at all, but with business and opportunities. Like that's, I love that. That's something I'm super excited about and getting people excited about connecting in a different way, which is kind of what her Texas is. So it's definitely a passion project for mine, but it's also solving a real, a real need too. Oh, a hundred percent. I, I love it. So you're utilizing podcasting with mm -hmm. her, our uh, built in Texas. Mm -hmm. It's a live show. We'll talk about why live in a moment, but can you talk about yeah. the premise of built in Texas and how yeah. you're using this really as a springboard because it's all being built at the same time, a springboard for her Texas. Yeah. So I, it's my belief that, um, most solutions and most companies just need a rebrand, uh, a little touch up, a makeover. Right. And it's, I think Texas is also the same way too. So I knew her Texas is going to be a big, huge project. And so for me, I'm used to rolling stuff out really big. So when I couldn't roll it out last uh, summer, I'm kind of like, ah, I don't even know how to do things quietly or like, um, <laughs> like without stressing out and blowing things up out of proportion. Right. So it's been good for me discipline wise too, because I've had to be very methodical and I am definitely more of a, hell, oh, let's do it. Let's rent out an elephant and do some, and that's ridiculous. Like we can't do that now. Um, but, um, I thought, okay, we want her Texas solely launch in May. 
And it's a thing of perception and reality, really, right? So even right now with Texas, people have a very clear-cut perception of what Texas is. Um, even with the conversation, her Texas, I have friends that are like, why are you doing her Texas? Like, the state sucks. I'm like, well, it has aspects that suck, but I have parts of my business that suck. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's just life in general. But the opportunity, and that is what is probably why I'm a hardcore entrepreneur. The opportunity is intoxicating for me that what 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 could be here and what's what the future holds is what I'm attracted to. And so I thought, well, before we start telling people about this whole idea, like the state's off the chain and like we should all be connecting, I need to introduce you to the reason why. And that's where Built in Texas started to come from. I do believe the state's greatest gift are the women here. A, because we're half of the state here. And B, in the two years that I've been researching and doing her Texas, I start researching the history. Some of it is totally washed out of what women have contributed. The women of the state have done some incredible stuff. Even the Trinity River, the bridge, that was by a woman who fueled that. She was actually one of the first, she's actually the first millionaire here too. Um, and she owned most of the design district. I mean, we just have a really incredible history here. And Texas, there's a woman, I would guarantee you most of them is like the Kevin Bacon game. There's a Texas connection with everybody. Usually a woman that's doing something really incredible, there's some connection to Texas, right? So I started thinking the first layer to start telling people to start thinking about Texas difference to start with what is what is going to make the impact here. And I do believe it's the women that are going to move the needle forward. And so uh, every Monday at 11 o'clock for 30 minutes, um, it's just an introduction to some of the women that are making an impact here in Texas, but beyond too, because that is kind of the, the exciting part about Texas is our flavor where we're headed is because of the transplants here. Um, you know, Texas does have an old boy, old school network, old school network thing going on, but that's actually not always a bad thing too. Like that there's, there's validity in that as well, but the transplants coming from all over is what's made the state kind of funky and cool in some aspect of it too. Um, and so the women uh, reflect that too. So every week, uh, it might be myself and one other woman, or it might be several of us, um, talking about what they're doing, What's an, who's a woman that's made an impact in their life. But what I really love about it is not only introducing um, their, our viewers and listeners to new women who are doing cool stuff, you know, hearing the same women, but it's actually the matchmaking of the women too. We try to find women that are not necessarily would never see each other or hang out, but actually have lots in common. And I think this comes back to the whole matchmaking thing. I've uh, worked with women for so long, either from a mentor, an investor, or just a community organizer. I know like I'm part of this tribe so I can speak to it, right? I'm part of it. Like I would go to the events I put on, I would read the stuff. So I'm a big part of that because I, I am still trying to build and grow, maybe find love here one day too, Aaron. That's another uh, show. Uh, but <laughs> but I am part of the crew. Like I, I'm with her. So I feel very passionate about her. Um, and so uh, it's fun to see the, the women come on that have nothing in common. Like uh, a week ago we had... The CEO of Crime Stoppers Houston, um, Rania, who actually uh, decided to work with the organization, she took a $10 internship because she was so passionate. She's an attorney. She's published a magazine. She's in Boston and took an internship because she said they had no position for her and she worked her way up to CEO. That's some of that Texas, I must say, swag, grit or whatever. They're just a little extra, extra something we have here. Um, and I and paired her with Keisha Whaley, who's got an organization called Brass Tax Collective. She's helping to create the next future generation of creatives. It's completely opposite, but both are nonprofits and both of them have just are, are kind of creating their own lane and very outspoken. But you wouldn't, they probably would have never hung out. And so that's some of the exciting thing about 
built in Texas every week is some of that magic too. I love it. It's, is it, is there a strat? I mean, obviously you're hot, you're being purposeful of who you're highlighting. Is there a strategy of, I love the connection standpoint, but how you're, how you're selecting your guests and then, you know, using it as growth for her Texas, or is it just right now feature feature based? Um, I think right now it's, um, I, I'm, I have people suggesting people, but also I'm kind of a yenta at this point. I don't know if people know that term, but I'm definitely, I have an intuition about women in general. So I just can feel vibes, which is, sounds very <laughs> crazy, but it's the truth. So right now it's, it's anyone that's got a bold idea. It's got innovation. Doesn't mean that they have to be a CEO or, or, or they could just be starting out. It's um, someone who's got some sort of inspiring innovation happening. So for right now, a lot of what we're doing, her text is just actually, Hey, we're here getting you used to the name, you know, like in the rap, the, I always sound real old when I say this, but like the way, like in rap music, my sister's like, stop saying this, but it's, it's accurate. You know how they repeat the same thing over and over. I remember I was watching, um, uh, some, some, uh, interview and he was like, we do that on purpose. Like we say the name of the record company, whatever, over and over. It's like subliminal advertising. I was like, that is so smart. I had no idea when I'm listening to the song. So that's kind of where in that kind of rap vibe where her text, have you heard of her text? It's just this idea of, of a different view and lens for what it means to be a woman in Texas. So for right now, I think it's a lot of it's just like brand awareness, connection point, but strategically, yeah, we'll definitely want to start framing those around cities, having regional conversations, like get to meet this region. Here's some of the, the women that are powering it. Actually also talking about certain topics and areas that are focused to us, health, mental health, and finding out the women around the state that are part of those conversations. So long-term, I think it's got lots of, um, Lots of paths we can take as far as conversations go. With the at the end of the day, the women will be women here in Texas will be the power behind it. So I'm curious. I know I found this problem, you know, doing events and even finding podcast, like doing po- or creating podcast guests. You want to find those diamond in the roughs, right? That no one may have not have heard about because what ends up happening is there's a lot of people who yeah. will put themselves at the forefront, and it's great yeah. and it's helpful. But then you're like. Yeah, like everybody's heard about you already. Like, yes. you know, in Dallas, we've got our poster children, right? Totally. How are you? Is there, do you have a way of your, you're finding some of these people? Cause it really seems like you're finding some great people, but it's not easy. Oh, it's all day long. So it comes back to a professional stalking. I read, so in the morning, I read an obscene amount of stuff every morning. I am now starting to work out now. So that that's a whole other topic too, along with the relationships. But I read before that too, before I would just read and eat. <laughs> now I'm like reading and working out. So we're ever evolving, but like I read a ton of stuff, but also too, Aaron, like we haven't had a huge spotlight on us. Like that's what's interesting. When I was talking to this concept, a friend of mine lives in New York. Of course, you know, New Yorkers are like, Texas, what? What you need to hurt Texas for? Like he was, he was all like, he's like, I don't get it. And I was like, the promise here. We have so many women that have done so many incredible stuff. We don't really have a platform that has talked about us in that way because we've thought very regionalism, like from a regionalism perspective. And I will say this from my experiences in leadership and specifically being either the only woman or only black woman involved, it's a male way of thinking that I've come to to come across in, in, um, in my experiences as an entrepreneur for the last 13 years. I always think collaboration, even if I don't really want to talk or work with someone specific, because I am kind of an introvert sometimes, I still am thinking collaboration. And so constantly always thinking this way. 
Um, and I think that's why you see the same people too, because we just don't operate that way. But what we're trying to do is create a vibe that if you start to see the kind of women on here, it's going to encourage you to start suggesting people to us, which is happening as well. But we are constantly reading all every news outlet, every source around the state. Like even think about El Paso, for example. Um, El Paso has some incredible women there, but like the the news outlet is very limited. They just don't have the exposure. They've got one out main news outlet. They don't have a lot of podcast shows. And so what happens is if you start spend a little bit of time digging, which is hard for people, that's why they go with the same people. And I'm one of those people too. I get asked a whole lot too. But it's like, um, if you do a little bit of digging and then you start to realize what we're trying to do is actually shine a light on women doing awesome stuff here. There's not that many people doing it. It's, it's just not happening. And I think that's because you need more of us women, um, in leadership roles and making decisions about who gets selected for things. Um, that, that changes just like, for example, uh, built in Texas, her text is extremely diverse from an ethnicity, uh, from a, um, LGBTQ, because I, that's part of my huge friend base is is in that community. So you're going to see lots of that. You're going to see all kind of black girl magic because I'm a black girl, right? But just in general, like when we look at the guests, we're like, do we have, we just talked to us, we didn't have any white women for uh, July. And I was like, where's the white girl that? <laughs> talking to our team. Because we have to be reflective. That goes for both sides too, because everybody wants to see themselves um, and who they're looking at. So, but it's very intentional. Like it's, and that's the thing people think of representation and diversity inclusion as kind of this afterthought. And that's probably the difference. And it's only because of my own experiences. So if we want a very uh, inclusive, connected community, and if we want our, you know, um, the people we see and listen to to be that way, then we need to be, we need to have those voices up at the top too. And I say this not as a negative too, because some of my white male allies, we talk about this all the time. They want to do better and they want to actually have those too, but they just, you just don't know who you know, right? Like, and I just happen to know a lot of people just from, from hustling and being an entrepreneur for a long time. But, but they, what they do is they ask me like, Jasmine, do you have any recommendations? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like that's part of that connectivity thing. Like we should be connecting. We should never have a problem. I think if you have a business here, a show, we should not have a problem of exactly what you're talking about because there's too many incredible people here, but just that dialogue of like, do you know someone that would be great for Aaron's show? You should suggest it. Like, we just don't have those conversations. And it's kind of like when I have family members that know I've been in business for a long time. They know what, what time it is, too, but they don't ever even ask about it because I think I don't. And I say, hey, do you know I have a business? Like, and they're like, oh, tell us about it. Sometimes you have to remind people like, hey, you know, I have a show. I'm always looking for guests. Like, I would love for your your recommendations. So that's kind of what her text is, is, too. It's just something now, an entity or a navigation point so that you're not doing it all on your own. I think that's what I felt like in a leadership role I had as CEO of uh, when I was with Launch DFW. But this is an entrepreneur. It gets very tiring and exhausting doing everything on our own. So that's probably our long-term goal is like, you're like, I need a guest. You would go to her Texas long term and be like, oh, cool. Like that's really would be the secret sauce for me and what I'd be really excited about if we were at that position. No, I love it. Cause like I said, it is it to me, it's, and I remember just meeting people like, and again, I have nothing against the people that usually speak, but I remember like I would run across people and be like, why is no one talking about you? Like why, yeah. why you are just like so hidden. Totally. And you're, like, why are we not? But it's, it just always seemed to be the same people who were, I don't even say rising to the top, but um, yeah. who were squeaking the loudest, right? <laughs> 
Totally. When other people are too busy working, they, they're actually too busy to do the PR for themselves too. And that's kind of what we want to do is like, do you know her? You should like, I'm pushy like that anyway. Right. So that's kind of the vibe too. It's like, you need to know about her. That's us. And that, that's the thing that I love anyway. It's like making those connections. When I see people following people as when I'm doing my stalking late at night, I'm like, Oh cool. She met Oh, they're meeting up. That's so great. Like that, that's something for me that, that has no price to it. I love it. So why live? Because I know live is a different component. Like, got to show mm-hmm. up every Monday. I uh, hope your guests oh. show up every Monday. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're definitely putting more work on yourself. What made you choose live? And um, what have you found to be the added bonus of really taking that extra step to make sure it is a live show? Um, the live, because I think there's an energy that you can't get when it's recorded. Um, be... I think it's also the way the social media, the channels are, I've noticed definitely um, an uptick in engagement for my own personal profile. So the platform we use broadcasts on my LinkedIn and it also broadcasts on uh, her Texas Facebook and all this stuff. And I see an uptick with it because I think the way the social media channels handle a live versus just an upload is different. Um, I see the people, I have old school people. I went out with two girls stalking my page now too. I'm like, where have you been? Okay. And I know it's because I think the live, cause I'm still posting the same content I've been posting forever. I think the live is kind of like a little judging, like, Oh, she was just live. I think it just changes the, the nature of what you're talking about because it's, it's only 30 minutes. Um, it's why I thought the live would work out great. Um, and I think people, kind of sometimes show themselves a little bit differently with live. Cause if you give people too much time prepared, I'm one of those people. Um, although now I'm at the age and I really don't care. But when I was younger, if someone's like, Hey, you're going to speak to something, I'd be very overprepared and stuff. And I think sometimes people do that when it's recorded. Uh, but you're right. It's stressful. Like even just having, we had something where someone had a video playing, you, nobody could hear it. Uh, I also have a coworker slash colleague named cash who likes to come in here uh, when he's hungry He's, he's come on several shows to act in a diva. So it, there's definitely some mishaps <laughs> that don't happen when you record it. So yeah, I've gone back and forth with it, but I think I, I like the idea of a live. It's something to kind of look forward to. And what's, what's interesting is um, a lot of the views come after um, the live. I don't really shoot it for the live people tuned in. Most of our engagement happens after like the days after. So I was just going to ask you that. Are you opening up during the recording for engagement or is it just like, are you answering questions and allowing people and, and how much time do you typically allot for that? So the platform we use, it's all in the comments. So if people have a comment, we will sit there and communicate that way. But a lot of times I'm going after because some people have questions and they'll say stuff that's after the fact. So it doesn't really allow talking like on a Zoom where people could actually talk in. I think that's the difference. I've done a show before where we had a Zoom. You have people connecting and coming in. I'd say from a recording perspective, it's a little cleaner because the all the engagement is all via comment. So you can kind of control it a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, it's limited engagement for sure. So one day I would like to do a built-in Texas, maybe a special one where it is kind of live. And that would be really fun to actually have it in person, but still do it live. I think that would be really fun. Yeah, I'll tell you, we were doing that with uh, Innovation Calling, and it's just such a different twist and perspective to do just mm. like make it a live event. It's it's really fun. I highly recommend Yeah, that, that would be fun. Um, as you grow, 
Do you have any ways you're measuring the success of your podcast or anything that you're saying? All right. I know. I mean, obviously I think it's brilliant how you're using it to grow, but as you continue to do it, will it always be a staple in her Texas or are there measurements where you're saying, as long as it continues to do this, we're going to keep doing it. Um, I think it will be a staple because at the end of the day, what we hope to do is have an actual initiative called Built in Texas, where it will focus on female founders or people creating stuff. So I think long term, that idea of Built in Texas will have this connection point to it. It's also probably going to be the way that I'll probably be involved the most with her Texas. Contrary to people's belief, I don't actually like to do a lot of ton of public speaking. Um, I'm just loud. That's the difference. I know. Uh, but um <laughs> this will probably be my kind of contribution every week. So it kind of keeps me plugged in and also make sure I don't turn into a complete hermit. Uh, so we'll continue to do it. It's probably going to just elevate. So right now I'm doing it for my house. So that's why I laugh when I call it a show. Cause I'm like, literally I have no shoes on and I'm doing it. So probably next layer up will be definitely a higher production quality of it. I think I just wanted to taste the concept and see will people actually like it. And my measure of engagement is uh, my measurement is engagement. Um, people talking about it, asking about it, our emails, not necessarily the views or, or people tune in because it's hard to get anybody to tune in live unless you're like celebrity, honestly. So I don't really look at it like the number of people that actually tune in live. I look at the number of the engagement throughout the week. Um, and also too, what's happening to the women that are on? Are they seeing any upticks too? That's very important for me. Do I see people sharing their stuff? Do I see connections happening for them? Are they getting booked to speak on other stuff? Like that's that's how we measure if it's successful. Because at the end of the day, that's what her text is, is hoping to do is to to increase connection and collaboration uh, between uh, between women here in the state. So it's probably going to always be here, but we'll elevate it so that it starts to uh, have a higher quality to it. But um, there's so many women to introduce to. Like, in fact, the fact that it's 30 minutes, that even poses a challenge for us because you can only talk about so much. But there's so many women. Like, I, we we were just going through a list now of just the, I mean, you could just, just city alone. Like, there's just so much incredible stuff happening in this state. And also, too, there's a lot of not so great stuff happening here, but women actually trying to tackle and solve it, too. Those women have a voice, too. Who don't always really get a chance to ask, uh, get a chance to talk about what they're doing. Like, there's just so much here. So you really couldn't run out. I had a friend of mine too. She's like, "Do you think it's too limiting, Jasmine, for you to to focus on Texas?" I was like, "It's it's 30 million people here. No, <laughs> it's not. And and quite honestly, we have a lot of work to do here. Like, we are a nonpartisan organization. We're not a political organization. Now, Jasmine has a little bit of a little some opinions for sure." But her text is open to all women. Now, if, you, if you're not a woman that supports other women, uh, then no, we wouldn't be for you. I don't care what party you're in. If you don't support other women, if you don't collaborate, you don't push likes on stuff, you don't buy from other women, if you don't support, you know, we wouldn't be the organization for you. You're going to be annoyed by our content because that's all we push out. But from a from a political perspective, the state is going to be changing. There's so much stuff happening here. Um, and, uh, just where we're located, like we just, there's just a lot of stuff happening here. We've seen it with real estate in Austin. We've seen so many uh, venture capital funds, um, and investors move here just from that piece of it. And then just from the diversity element too, Latinas here. I mean, the state is, is a Latina driven state and we'll see more of them in leadership roles. We'll see more of their companies popping and being successful. Like that's going to change the nature of this state. And so 
we need a platform. We need stuff here to support that. I don't believe that we have anything that, that here that will fuel and facilitate that. That looks cool too, by the way. Let me throw that in too, because we do have some Texas related stuff here, but it, it, everything's got that same flag on it. Like we don't always have to have that same vibe on it. Like it, we can change it up, <laughs> change it up a little bit. Cause like my mom's like, how come you didn't do blue and red? I'm like, mom, seriously. And the logo, where's the star at? You didn't put this, the flag. I was like, why? <laughs> You know it's Texas. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. I'm I'm so like I I keep saying I when I heard you were doing this initiative, I'm like this is so needed. I love the idea for someone who's listening that is like, "Yes, get, tell me more. Where is the best place for them to go?" Yeah, so they can go to hertexas.co, hertexas.co. And you can sign up. So what we do send out every Wednesday is a pretty robust uh, newsletter. I'm still trying to find a sexy word for newsletter too, by the way. Aaron, maybe you'll help me with this. But I feel like newsletter has the same. But we, I really try to curate that. Um, and through, I have an assistant too that helps out with that. But it's basically anything that's happening around the state, but definitely from a, a, a woman's lens. So we send that out every Wednesday. It's kind of our, we're easing into this, what we're doing right now. And so hertext.co, if you want to sign up, if you want to get involved, if you just have questions about it, we've got a place there where you can answer that too. I am on every social channel, so feel free to DM me. It's it's Jasmine with no E brand. So I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm also happy to get you plugged in and connected too in the state. I don't know the person. I probably know somebody that does. And so it literally, I think it's that old school thing of us helping each other out. Happy to help out anybody. What I don't want is what I hear all the time, people that want to leave the state, I just talked to a woman. She just moved here from California and she's like, I'm dying here. And I asked her why. Yeah, because she's like, I'm just missing. She's feeling like she didn't really have a community here. And it's to some of your point too, um, Aaron, about like sometimes Dallas, we aren't always, we're welcoming, but sometimes not. We kind of kind of stay in our silos and, and, and kind of, you know, if we don't, if she doesn't know anyone and she's not very social too, right? Uh, she, she doesn't have anybody to plug in. Plus just she's missing California vibes and stuff too. We don't have California vibes, but we do, we've got some elements here that are cool. So for one, one example, we are going to be doing like a, a road trip uh, to Houston. Like I say a road trip, meaning wherever you are in the state, if you're a woman, you meet up with us uh, on the weekend, we're going to be doing it in the July and uh, we're going to just um, hang out and also meet each other. But if there's a woman owned business in the city and we'll eventually get around the state to do that. So um, that's part of the reason why, if you're interested in getting plugged into that, we've got a private Facebook group too. Uh, if you want to join that, that's a place, if you're just looking for specific stuff, we post a lot of jobs in there. So that's a great outlet. And then of course, any of the social channels, if you just want to kind of check it out and, and get a vibe for it, that's also a great place too. Awesome. And I'll link all the, uh, in the show notes to all of these too. So everybody can get connected. So, uh, Jasmine, thank you so much. It was so awesome to connect with you. I appreciate you giving us the lowdown on this and how you're using podcasts. Yeah. Cause I think it's brilliant. Uh, one real quick thing, if somebody, cause you're, you've, you're a seasoned vet when it comes to podcasting. But one thing I always yeah. like to ask is, for that person who's sitting on the fence line, wants to start a podcast for their business, do you have any advice for them? Because uh, you've been, I know you've got several in the in the can that you've been doing, but any advice you'd give them? Yeah, I think not to give up after the first couple episodes. Like, it's a long game. I, I've had, I was on, and I'm on, always on, and I always, if people ask me to be on podcasts, I love to be on them just because, A, it helps keep me kind of 
social and like, and, and also get to practice kind of what I'm saying too. But B, I love to support other podcast shows. And I've noticed our expectations of what's supposed to happen. Like I, I was talking to a young lady. She has a podcast. She just started really cute. It's about imposter syndrome and stuff like that. But I think she thought by like the third podcast, she was going to be number one on something. I was like, no, sweetie, like this, is... <laughs> or she was going to get a ton of listeners. I was like, this is a long term. <laughs> this is just like any. Yeah. This is like any any project you do because she's like, I don't know if I want to do the podcast anymore. I was like, well, how many shows have you done? She's like, three. I said, girl, what? Like you, this is you. Just like with anything you put in, you've got to give it time to grow and and build. And so that's probably my biggest piece of advice is you got to let this ride, right? You gotta you gotta be in for this. So I would say pick something that you're really passionate about too. Don't just put it out just to put it out because you're probably gonna get. Uh, bored or, or maybe not as motivated when you don't see the traction there, but it just takes time with all really good projects. And a lot of the really popular big podcast show, shows you see have been doing it for a while and they put out a lot of content too. That's the other thing too. She was putting out one once a month. I was like, what the, you're not going to do nothing with that. Right? Like <laughs> I, I was more, I was more motivating her, uh, but <laughs> like, you've got to be consistent and you have to just be like, you know, I'm going to give this a, a chance to do it. Like, don't let the gram fool you y'all. Nothing's happening overnight. I don't care what the Instagram shows you. Like it's going to take time. You got to build an audience and you got to get your voice too. Cause the first couple episodes probably going to suck. Just, keeping it 200%. And then like by, you know, a month or so in, you're like, oh, okay, this is my groove. This is what I'm, I'm about too. So my biggest advice would be, it's a long game. Like don't, don't uh, do it just to, to uh, get in it and get out of it within a couple of weeks. Um, and then like tell people too, because I don't know some of the, I have friends, I didn't even know they had a podcast show. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me? I would have sent a link out or I could have sent a guest to you. I had no idea. So long game, hold on, keep it going. And then tell people what you're doing. Cause there are people that want to support you. A hundred percent. That's awesome advice. Perfect place to end it. Jasmine, thank you so much again. It was awesome connecting. Thank you so much for having me on.